0: Welcome back to the show. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. A bit cooler today, a bit wet in Melbourne. Hopefully not too many interruptions down at Melbourne Park. Speaking of wet, it was wet on the Gold Coast. Unfortunately, so wet that uh, the Magic Millions was called off after two races. Wayne Hawks joins me in the studio. We had a great chat from you up there. It was sunny. We were talking about how big this is, and then it's called off.
1: Sunscreen one day. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne weather the, uh, the next. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Um, I applaud the race course manager, Navesh, for saying I probably got it wrong. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? In our industry, I don't know if it's like it in the AFL or cricket, love smokes and mirrors. People don't often come out and say, I think I got that wrong. This is an outdoor sport. Mm. So the Saturday before and the previous Saturday that they raced to the Gold Coast and people were complaining how firm the track was. So... You you you're between a rock and a hard place, aren't you? So, it's as simple as that. But the bottom line is the races uh, they well, they run two races and they called the rest off. The other races are tomorrow. It's just going to get lost in translation. Mm. People will just go about three thirty. Oh, magic millions. Yeah. You'll be up to race seven of an eight race card. So it's unfortunate. I would be putting. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what time they are. Uh, they're on tomorrow, but I would have put it back to a to a twilight. But the problem with that is is that Queensland doesn't have daylight saving. It's dark earlier. Mm. I would have pushed it back to a twilight for the reason being that you could go home and then watch the last Mm -hmm. couple of races and they are putting lights in at the Gold Coast. So when this sort of problem happens, then you can call it Mm. a twilight like it is today at Sandown.
0: We've quickly moved on because two bigger stories have emerged in racing Racing. in the last 24 hours and two topics we spoke about uh, before Christmas. One was potential move of the Cox Plate. And the other one was, uh, I think it was around the carnival time, was the investigation uh, into Tommy Berry, who's now been suspended for 11 months and two weeks for accepting a consideration. He's also been suspended for a further four weeks for mobile phone offences. As we know, jockeys are not permitted to use mobile phones inside the rooms during a race meeting. Stewards found Gold Coast butcher and big-time pun- punter Zaid Miller transferred $15,000 to a family member of Berries after he won more than 100000 on races following advice from the jockey. So is this suspension, he's going to, uh, sounds like he's going to appeal it. Is it fair? Eleven
1: and a half months. It's a, That was the first one. Quite a weird... Number, I mm. don't know. They would have obviously calculated to get to that. They've obviously given him a month for this, a month for that, whatever. But 11 and a half is a bit weird in the four weeks I get that. Well, he was, well, he was talking in the jockey's room and, <clears throat> excuse me, he was talking to his wife and that all came out. Mm. That, that's, 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 that's fair. But the thing is, the rules are the rules, and you're not allowed, not allowed to have your mobile phone. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? Like, you of course, should know that. 100%. I mean, if you, if you have an issue, what you do is you go to the stewards and you go, Hi, can you just stand in front of me, or I'll put my wife on loudspeaker? And then that way, the stewards will never say no. They'll say, Sure, no problems at all. If you've got nothing to hide, what does it matter? So he was ringing his wife, obviously didn't put his uh, thinking cap on, and uh, he certainly made a mistake. So. He's going to pay for that one. There's no doubt about uh, about that. But gee whiz, it's uh, it just it's it's not good. It's not good. But the thing is, he hasn't been implicated from the point of view of he did this and he did that, mm. has he? It's gone from uh, a, a famous Gold Coast butcher. I didn't go to that butcher shop while I was there. I'm mm. gl- glad I maybe didn't. <laughs> Um, but you know what the bottom line is. The bottom line is, yeah, it's gone to a uh, Tommy Berry's family member. It doesn't doesn't certainly doesn't look good, does it? Mm, no, it doesn't look good when you read it like that. But there's always there's always two sides mm. to every story, and uh, I'm hearing on in the down the grapevine or whatever the line is that Tommy is going to fight this and fight this as hard as he possibly mm. can. So if you're innocent, I think well and good. Now he is guilty of a couple of things because he has pleaded uh, guilty yep. to a couple of them, which is fine. But the stuff that he thinks he's innocent on, I mean, if you're innocent and you want to have a crack, well, I reckon fair enough. Because mm. one thing that we do in the racing industry is we don't mess around with saying you're guilty, now prove your innocence. Mm. We're not like courts of not, law. Not We're the other way around. Correct. And that's in mm. normal life, mm. that's generally what happens. But quite often we are always uh, guilty and now you've got to find your, uh, prove your uh, prove your innocence. But $15,000. It was like when James McDonald got 18 months, two years back to 18 months for supposedly having $1,000 on a stern at uh, $4.50. Mm. Won't change their life. Mm. These are rich guys. Yeah, correct. They uh, they earn millions of dollars a year. And, uh, you know, it would be like Gary Ablett having 500 on Geelong or against mm. Geelong or whatever when he's playing. You don't need to do it. Mm. But you had the
0: discussion yesterday with Gareth on uh, Giddy Up with Gareth about – you threw up the idea. Why can't jockeys in Australia bet on their own horses? Yep.
1: I think they should because at the end of the day, the question I asked was, and I'll ask this to you, Julian. If you've had $100 on your horse X and Tommy Berry is riding it and they put out and go, ladies and gentlemen, this is the course announcement, uh, Tommy Berry has had 500 of his own hard cash on the horse as well. What do you think as a punter? He's going to have a crack. Well, you know what? That's what you would think, wouldn't mm. you? So... There's no malice in that. I mean, at the end of the day, the bottom line is I mean, you know, Jockey X doesn't have to punt. He just gets his wife to do it or his Mm. dog or his cousin or his brother. You're never ever going to stop it if someone legitimately wants to do it. So at the end of the day. Does a lot of that go on? Well, I don't know because I can't speak to everyone. Mm. But I mean, would there. Trainers can, can. I can bet. I just can't back my own horse on Betfair to get beat. Mm-hmm. And I can bet on other people's horses to do whatever I want. Officials can't. Jockeys can't. What, you don't think a steward's never had a quaddy before? Mm. Somewhere in the country. somewhere mm. in the world. They have to have. Mm. So you know what? They're, they're slightly different because they're officials, so you don't want to be uh, adjudicating a, uh, an Animo Cox plate last, <laughs> or two years ago no. now when he, uh, when he ran second, if you backed Animo, obviously. But jockeys, I think it would only enhance the punter. To say I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what everyone thinks out there. Mm. But the bottom line is, if you've had a bet, and and you know Darren Beeman uh, comes out, use him because he's retired. Darren Beeman comes out and says, "Well, I've had five hundred each way at 12s, I reckon there'd be a swarm of money come for that. Mm. I, I I don't know when they would actually have to declare that because if you think about that, Darren Beeman's had five hundred each way at twelve to one. I reckon that also go from twelves to threes pretty quickly. Mm. So I reckon there'd be a fine line. I'm not sure. Even you know what? Maybe after maybe after the race, do they do they declare what the jockeys did straight after? I'm not sure about that mm. one. But but can we go playing devil's
0: adv- advocate? Can we go back to you? What you said before is that these guys don't need the money. That the top
1: hoops don't need the money. So why should they be betting? Yeah, but the punt is the punt. Mm. And so the bottom line is: rich people have five dollars each way, or rich people have twenty bucks on a footy multi or something like that. They could have two thousand dollars. Mm. I always look at it like this. You could go to the casino and you could drop 500. If you and I were playing cards out the back for a dollar a game, half an hour in, you get quite testy, don't you? Mm. Because it's, it's, it's the thrill of the kill. Mm. And that's why quite often lots of these betting scandals, let's say, are never for a million dollars. I mean, it's the same old uh, the old adage, isn't it? You rob a bank for 10 grand, you might as well go and try and rob the bank for 100 million, mm. hypothetically, because the same penalty when you get, uh, when you get caught and what amazes me is when these people get caught, it's always small minute amounts of money. Flip side is you can't get set for odds these days and have big bets, but yeah, we just you know what you'd have to do, you'd better have to not, not not bet at all and then have your blinkers on, mm. you be focused and not take your eye off the ball. Have the authorities ever considered it,
0: allowing jockeys in Australia to bet on their own horses?
1: I'm sure I'm sure they have. I mean it's well, you know what? Tommy Tommy's well, is he is he guilty? He's I suppose they have said he's guilty, haven't they? Mm. So without changing the words around, I've just spoken about James McDonald. I've just spoken about Tommy Berry. They're two of the great jockeys mm. in the modern era. So do jockeys bet? Well, there's two that did. Maybe the other 900 jockeys in the country don't bet. I'm not quite uh, I'm not quite sure, but I would rather to see them uh, be allowed to bet. That's what I think. Okay, the big one from a
0: local point of view is, is the Coxblade and this proposed change. Of the date. So the possible changes to the spring carnival in 2023 that have been mooted. This was on racing.com. Cox Plate moves from October 28 to November 25. The Moore Stakes moves from September 29 to October 28. The Thousand Guineas moves from October 18 to November 18. And the Memseys Stakes moves later in the spring carnival. When we first spoke about this, there was all these denials. Not going to happen, not going to happen, not going to happen. Now that it's come up again. Does that suggest to you that this is a a very good chance of happening?
1: Well, the person that sits in your seat during the year, Jared Waitley, banged on about this about two years ago. Has he got some... Go away, Waitley! Waitley, go away! And that that was from the uh, people uh, up in Sydney that don't like him. The bottom line is this. He has a point. And I was not that... And I I was half against what Jared said, but his line always was, push everything back three or four weeks... The VRC are the sticking point here, obviously, aren't they? Because they don't want to move Melbourne Cup Day. I don't mm. know. Can we move a public holiday? I suppose we can. I think we can. Yeah, but I mean, it would need government approval and everything like that. But I'm sure they would be behind it for what they uh, what they earn out of uh, Cup Week. But I reckon if you're going to do this, shift the whole lot back three or four weeks, mm. like Jared's original. So don't just move one race back. As well, the, in, like, well, one of the big ones back to well, what, move them all back. Well, what's going to happen theoretically is if you look at the big races, the, the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup stay because Caulfield Cup leads in the Melbourne Cup, but your Cox Plate scenario gets pushed back. Now, what annoys me about this is a couple of years ago when we had a thing called COVID, why didn't we do a couple of changes mm. then when we had the chance? Is it because Greg Carpenter is no longer there at RVL and he was one of the obviously one of the big bosses, was there for 15 years? Is it now because we've got a new CEO and a new racing manager and they want to put their footprint? I'm not quite sure. The other thing I'm thinking while I'm talking to you is that um, I suppose this is the talking point now where they're out, but I wonder how many people they actually consulted like, People like myself in the industry, mm. or are they saying now is the time for you to uh, to be consulted and everything like that? You got to start a topic somewhere, don't you? But I think move the whole lot back three or four. Three weeks is enough. Next year, well, you 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 told me six or eight weeks ago. Wow, it was supposed to be quiet in November. Yeah. And it was nuts. You, you sat mm. in. You sat in. Yeah, the that's right. No, it was You had a heap year. of, but it was effort. a one-off year. Correct. Mm. This year, what happens is, is the cricket, there's no, there's basically no cricket in November. No so Cubs. we the ha- they're correct. So I think it's India, I think. Mm. We have nothing going on in November. Now the country racing are going to, are not going to be happy about this because they have the Packardham Cup, Cranbourne's, Ballarat Cup as standalone meetings. I was all for that once. I don't think we should have those standalone meetings. They are Wednesdays and Sundays for their Mm -hmm. country cups. That's when they should be. They've had their chance. They've had their time. Where I think it gets lost, and I'm not a punter, but where it gets lost is I would often go to Golden Slipper Day, and it would be the Bendigo standalone meeting in Victoria. And you'd go, "Oh, it's only Bendigo." Not even thinking, because Bendigo is a provincial track. I'm sorry, it is what it mm. is. It is. Mm. So that's what you know. When you see Flemington, you don't think Flemington. It's oh, it's a Wednesday for Flemington, do you? Mm. We don't have Wednesdays at Flemington. I think there's a rapid race meeting coming up that is. During the week, but it's one of the only ones. I think when a Sunday, a few Sundays ago, but this rarely happens. Mm. Flemington is a Saturday meeting, and it's 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 a Class One event. Simple as that. So we, if we push everything back, there's going to be the best way to describe this is if you change one rule, one rule, you've stuffed up six other rules. Yeah, that's haven't right. You?
0: There's a there's a, yeah there's the a flow on, on effect. effect. Yeah, correct. So that that's I guess there's two points around, isn't it? It's the change of the tradition. Because we all grow up with Caulfield Cup and then Cox Plate, then Derby Day. You can't then eat traditional though. You can't
1: eat it. Yeah. We and need then steak, it, you can't steak. Eat it.
0: And then it's how does it affect the industry in terms of which horses, if it goes back a month, which horses can then run in the race? Does it affect the next autumn? How big of an impact well,
1: does that have? To talk about the first part of that, it's, it's, ma- it's seriously important. If they push it back three or four weeks, it's going to be very, very important from a training regime to get your first up run right. Because if you're going to push on and do a Caulfield Stakes or I think it's called the Might and Power into the Championship Stakes, into the uh, you know the biggest race, the Cox Plate, and have it as three big group ones, two, three weeks apart, over a six, seven-week period, you've really got to get smart now about where you run your horse mm. first up. Great for the geldings. Northerly, it won't matter. Sunline, it won't matter. Big Colt like Animo, won 't be easy, mm. because if you think about when Animo had his last run in the autumn of last year to the this year wow that 's a long long time that is a seriously long time that you 're going to have between between uh you know racing now Jared said this to me he said you 're smart enough you 'll overcome it and I thought you bucker you got me here you 've got me, but it 's not that simple because when you 've got the big heavy, strong colt. He is a 15 year old boy and he can't be, you know, mm-hmm. cooped up. He yeah, has great. to get out and he has to play sport and he has to run around and that is the pure and simple fact of it. So it won't be an easy thing for the uh, for the males, geldings. That w- that'll be a lot easier because then you can give them a good spell. And you know, some of these great horses are oh, they're very well looked after because they're lightly raced, but they don't race much. But they have a lot of hard and tough racing. So. If you've got Noel Gilding, which, uh, you know, Nature Strip, these aren't Nature Strip's races, but Chris Wallace says, wow, I can go from four weeks in the paddock to eight. That would be a big tick for Nature yes, Strip yep. because his purpose in life is to race. Mm. Mare's a little bit different and definitely Colt's extremely, extremely different because, as I just said, they're boys and they need to uh, get up and get going. So it's going to be very important that they change a lot of races around because we need the right lead-ups at the right time. Mm. They can't just say, oh, this will be there and that will be there. The fee and stakes was always a great lead-up to a Cox Plate. Well, the fee and stakes has got a bit lost in translation Mm. because what happened was we had the Craigley Stakes at Flemington, which now is called the Maccabi Diva. It's now a Group 1, and that takes the shine because every week there's a different uh, lead-up supposedly to a – Cox Plate, but the as I said, the Mackay Believer takes it, the Fee and doesn't. So now maybe the Fee and Stakes it might come back to being a serious lead-up. And if you go back 20 years ago, the great horses were the Sunlines and northerlies were fighting it out in Fee and Stakes. It was a mini Cox Plate. So some races are going to be weakened. There's no doubt about that. But some other races are going to be are going to be strengthened. But if you push the whole lot back. I reckon that's the easiest one. The one I still would like to see turned around is the Caulfield and uh, Cox Plate, mm. but obviously they now want to go to the next level. Yep. The VRC, I know for a fact, have said they are not interested in pushing the uh, Melbourne Cup yeah, but, back. Yeah, they seem adamant on that. How mm. does it work from a public's point of view? Are we getting too close to Christmas?
0: Not necessarily, no. but what's the, the number one thing they want to get out of it? Is it to increase the punting turnover? I is would it, have assumed so. Is it so. the TV eyeballs? They'll More say coverage that. of they'll, the
1: carnival. They'll say that, but I would think it would be for uh, to having cleaner airspace and how it works now is Caulfield Guineas is go day. It's mm. as simple as that. It, yep. racing's basically over. Uh, sorry, Footy's football's over. over. It, let's go, and then it's yep. let's go with the uh, with the racing industry and Caulfield Guineas. Do you just smell it in the air when you get to Caulfield on Guineas day? It's game day, and let's let's get fair income about it. And so for the next five weeks, we own that. I mean, not much could change that, really. We mm. own that mm. piece of land. So is it really going to increase
0: the punting turnover that much? Don't know. You tell me that. Well, I am not. I think the punters will punt. Yes. Regardless. I mean, you get, obviously, Melbourne Cup Day, you get all these people of punt course. that punt once a year. But is there many that punt their couple of punts a year are just the Cox Plate, just I'm, the Caulfield I'm, Cup?
1: I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm not the person to uh, to answer that. But then you say, what happens with the autumn?
0: Mm, well, that's been coming through. It's a smaller gap now between the spring and the autumn. So well, just autumn, leave
1: it alone while we move in the Cox Plate. Our autumn carnival is nearly is half a summer carnival. Mm. If you if you if you're running your horse, you're pushing back into Melbourne Cup week. It's very unlikely you're going to be up and going early for the autumn. If you're a Sydney slash Melbourne trainer that's got a base in both states, you would be probably saying, "I won't worry about Melbourne in the autumn. I'll be pushing on to Sydney." Sydney is racing. Melbourne don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that, but what are our big races in the autumn? They are they are getting lost. Mm. The Blue Diamond is not a Golden Slipper. Yep. You know the Australian Cup is not the Queen Elizabeth. We have an All Star Mile. Mm. You know Newmarket Handicap is not the T.J. Smith, yep. where you get all the great horses. You know, you still you still get horses like um, Nature Strip running, but it's a Grand Final. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a three-year-old grand final for the sprinters like we do in in Sydney. You have the Golden Rose. In Melbourne, you have the Caulfield Guineas for the Milers. And then and then Derby Day, you've got the uh, the Coolmore up the straight for the three-year-olds. We do not have any grand final for three-year-olds anywhere yeah. because they're basically forcing you to run in the Lightning and Oakley Plates and Newmarket Handicaps. They are rejigging that a little bit. But is the autumn not stuffed, but is the autumn not a spring carnival and we don't worry about it? Do we just do what we do. No, and I think so. If you punt well and good, and if you mm. don't punt, so be it. I mean, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. We can't – We I don't think we can push the spring carnival much more to do what we do for that. Mm. The autumn, we try, and it just doesn't work. So I reckon – I don't know. I wouldn't be going mad on – Putting a heap more money into that area. I love prize money increases. Why wouldn't I? Mm. They just announced it last week at the Magic yeah, Millions, and if that helps to keep their average up, well, it would have. It surely would have. It has to give owners confidence if they know that in two years' time we're going to be running for twenty million on a, on a weekend. So, any prize money increase is great for the game. And personally, of course, it is because that's how I. Yeah. Uh, that's how Correct. I get. That's how I get paid. But without the owners wanting to do it, I don't have a job. Simple as that. But. So in
0: 2023, is the Cox played on October 28 or November 25?
1: It's amazing when we start talking about this stuff and we get very, very serious about it, how it just all just rolls on. Mm. I think the biggest thing about this is this is now not just Mooney Valley Racing Club saying, hey, I've got an idea. Mm. This is RVL going, guess what? We've got an idea Mm. and this is what we think. Carry some weight. Well, that's the thing about it because my biggest concern is this. We need an exit clause because if we do it, right, and it stuffs up to a point. Now, it won't stop up from you having a bet and me training a winner, but there will be some collateral damage somewhere. Now, if that damage is great and we need to go back, we need to be able to pull the ripcord and just reverse back, you know, put the truck in the reverse and just reverse back to how it was the previous year because I'm, I wouldn't boohoo them for trying. What I don't like is when someone comes out and says we should do this and we should do that but then when it's not right they don't go back and change it Correct. you know that yeah, 3 month trial it. doesn't but, have to stay like that forever bring it back mm. that so we need to have a serious exit clause that we can go back to how it was but I think one in all in if we're mm. going to do it let's let's let let, let let's go uh, up to our neck deep and don't just tread water let's just go and push the whole thing back 3 4 weeks the biggest question, the biggest question. I wonder what Peter Velandi's in Sydney's thinking right now. <laughs> I'm sure he's got plenty of That's thoughts. That's the biggest I'm question, I am sure he's got plenty.
0: Uh, Wayne, great to see you. So much to talk about. It's been a big week in racing. Who knows where we'll be in seven days' time? It's an amazing industry, isn't it? It is. It, he's got a couple of runners at Sandown today. I do. Any I chance?
1: Do. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They're, they're each way chances, but I wouldn't go uh, pushing everyone into uh, into them today.
0: Beautiful. Wayne, great to see you. Let's get a breakaway. Uh, Daisy Pierce press conference not too far away.